Football is coming, and SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to every game all season long. Whether you're planning a day out with friends, searching for a last-minute deal, or buying a gift for a loved one, SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. Nothing beats being there in person for the biggest plays of the year, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. And it doesn't end with sports. SeatGeek has plenty of concert, comedy, and theater tickets available, too. Best of all, my listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code ODDS, O-D-D-S, today. That's promo code ODDS for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Today's episode is brought to you by Captain Morgan, the official captain of Against All Odds. We're raising our glasses of Captain Morgan and Ginger to all you captains out there. Whether you're a tugboat captain, captain of your intramural dodgeball team, or just live to have fun, like me. You're all captains in our book. No matter how you choose to live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please, please, please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. All right. Welcome to another episode of Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. I was off last week. I apologize. I'll never do it again. I took the family to New York. We actually had a great time. I watched uh, the Mets in City Field down 5 nothing to the A's in the rain. We stayed. They came all the way back. Wilmer Flores smacked one over the fence. Walk-off homer. Giant red apple comes up. Three-year-old is ecstatic. Then did, we went to... Did you get a fried chicken sandwich? We did get a fried mom, chicken sandwich. Was it good? Very spicy. Very, spi- very, too very spicy? spicy? Yeah. Spicier than here. Okay. Yeah. All right. Who are you? I didn't even introduce yeah, you. That's yet. right. Uh, what else? We went to the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. Listen, if you ever find yourself in Cooperstown, New York, <laughs> visit the Hall of Fame. Do, do yourself what? a favor. You should. I know there's a lot to do, but you'll be glad you did. The kids still giggling over uh, Abbott and Costello. Now, that was my week off. I don't expect to take another one for 25 or 26 weeks. We're so close to football. Mm. It's August, we're almost there. This month, the Degenerate Trifecta and I will go over college football conference odds, Heisman Trophy odds, NFL over-under wins, NFL Rookie of the Year odds, next coach fired, plus, of course, Mayweather-McGregor props. Lots and lots to cover. But this week... Hold on. Don't forget baseball futures. Oh, this is still baseball. This is when you start to get... Right in the Good middle. Good baseball, a little like that 12-1 to 1 team that hasn't caught fire That's yet. right. We got that, yeah. too. We got to find that team. All right. It won't be, be the Red baseball. Sox, I'll we tell you that forget much. baseball. Well, I'm going to discuss that. As soon as I introduce you, for crying out loud, we're going to introduce my two mm. guests. The first was a bartender and a freelance writer for Digital City Boston of AOL. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, and then I lost track of him. But he's here uh, right I'm now. Back. Bill Simmons, thanks for joining us. It's a pleasure. Yes. Now, now you could talk about how you made us bet the Royals. This week, what happened? Over the Red Sox. Yeah. We had a nice... I had a great parlay. Well, I've been, I, once the NBA... You know I'm an NBA hole. Yeah. Once the NBA ends, I just watch the Red Sox until football. Mm-hmm. So I watch every Red Sox game, and the Red Sox stink. And they had uh, Eduardo Rodriguez going, who's hurt, who's pitching hurt. So I knew he was going to get shelled. Mm-hmm. And they're home, and the swoon was coming. And it just made sense to throw the Royals into... Now, we had a nice three-team parlay. Saturday was an underrated uh, gambling night because you had a great UFC card. You had uh, Garcia against Broner, which is good. Good. You had baseball, obviously. And so we had Ortega. This guy's down. He's losing in the third round. He submits his opponent. That was nice. Yeah. Um, We had Bones Jones 
that was fun, but we never got to that because you you mm-hmm. made us bet the Royals over the Red Sox, and you think that's the only game the Red Sox are going to win in like this summer. It was even summer. worse than that because they came from behind. Right. They were down 8-6, mm-hmm. and the offense has mm-hmm. been lackluster, to say the least. Where do you stand? I just feel as, as soon as you hate your team and like we're betting against my team because I hate him right now. That's it's like, when it it's turns almost, around. It's automatic loss. Yeah, automatic loss. Yeah, I st- I stand by it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brad zoning out. We got to involve right, Brad. Right. Okay. All right. Let me Brad's let me. Go. Uh, this is a guy. Our next guest. That's it with the Red Sox talk because yeah. that was fascinating. <laughs> now I met as a result of gambling, which is why you're on here right now. Right. I'm so glad this guy is still in my life. I'm glad he's still in his life. <laughs> I'm glad actually. he's still in anyone's yeah. life. Three-time Character of the Year Award winner, Brad Mulcahy. Thanks for coming on, Brad. Thanks for having me, Sal. <laughs> Thanks for having Brad, me. Brad, how do we... So Now, our friend Daniel... Here's how Brad and I met. Our friend Daniel was producing a magic special. David Blaine was uh, the subject of the special. Yeah. Brad went to high school with David Blaine. One of the vignettes was shot in Las Vegas. Daniel went to Vegas with Brad, and Brad got thrown out of multiple casinos, I think. Yes. You were drunk. I don't know what you were doing. With David. It was me, David, and Daniel. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I misbehaved all the time. And I also told Daniel stories that you wouldn't necessarily tell a prospective employer. Yeah. And then he hired me, and then I could never get away from those stories. Hired you as a production assistant on The Man Show. Right. And uh, the rest is history. Oh, we'll go over the, the history of the rest. But, Bill, you remember meeting Brad. It was a little rocky start for you guys, right? I don't think Brad liked you all that much. He didn't like me for about six years. <laughs> uh, Only six years? That's yeah, he, he, uh, I liked you. I just wasn't super impressed. It's Well, we had the, we had the Boston-New York thing. I mean, right. there, there were some built-in disadvantages. Sure. And then, uh, and then I wrote my basketball book, and Brad was really impressed by the time yeah. and effort I put into it. And and from that point on, we've been great. And oh. you've been great to me. I mean, we've been to Dallas multiple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just once you got over that whole thing where every third article about Varsity Blues or Dawson's Creek, <laughs> yeah, you really hit your stride. I did. That was meant to. I, I worked my way blues. out of that. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of Varsity that? Blues. <laughs> A lot of varsity boost. And you, you, you're, you're a decent fellow. Thanks, Brad. That's nice. Maybe we should end it right now. <laughs> yeah. Because it's yeah. not going to get any nicer. Well, we than should that. explain what's happening here. It's, it's, this is the time that, yeah. well, there's nothing to gamble on, really. Right. So we thought, why not tell the autobiography? Sure. I can't speak. However you say it. Yeah. Autobiography yeah. of Brad. Because <laughs> yeah. when I think of nice. gambling, I think of Brad. And when I think of Brad, I think of gambling. Right. They're two right. intertwined beasts. Right. So let's do it. Now, Brad hasn't gambled in years, really, because, uh, well, you're going to find out why. But tell the story, Brad, your first memory of of gambling. Um, My first memory of what gambling was, was I was about nine or ten, and I'd be at my father's house on the weekends, and we'd get a collect call. I'd answer the phone. If my father was busy, I'd answer the phone. It'd be a collect call from Rahway State Prison. And they would say, Rahway State Prison, prisoner say your name, and then the person said their name. And then... So I go to get my father, who is usually busy doing something, and so he's like, you do it. And I get out the post. I'm not. It's ages 9 to 13. And I'd read the lines to this guy in prison, which apparently was legal then. And these are like the baseball lines. So I had a pretty good understanding of gambling. It was like minus 140, and then the Hondo article was right underneath it. So being oh, a yeah. five seven, right? So that, that was like minus 140, right? Right, like it'd be six, minus seven. 140. Yeah, yeah it'd be, no, I'd say minus 140, minus 125. I'd also have to read him the last three. 
Like the New York Post lists the last three pitching performances. Oh, right, right, so right. I had to give him the record, innings, and earned runs. Mm-hmm. And then I'd write down his bets. And I'd got the nomenclature so you're down. You're in fourth grade, basically, Dad, writing down bets. Right, right, right. And then so um, back up one second. I watched the 1980 Super Bowl at his apartment in Philadelphia. He's the godson of little Nicky Scarfo. <laughs> okay. Kind of a notorious mafia murderer. Um, so after I got back from that, I told my mom told where I not. was, and I was like, "Hey, I'm at this guy's house. We just watched the Super Bowl." My mother's like, "Wait, whose house?" And I said, "Who it was?" My mother loses his mo- loses her mind. I felt like, "Ah, don't worry about it." Three weeks later, arrested for God knows what. I think murder, and mm. uh, he went away for like 15 years. All right. And I took those calls. So then, okay, he gets out. I make my first bet through him. I'm 15. I bet six years over the box, and I lose. Wow. Right. Sixers over the Bucks. We all remember our first beat. Now, yeah. What got you into gambling? There was right. a lot. There was a few things I, I, I've, I've talked about before. But um, I, I used to flip cards. Did you flip baseball cards? Oh, yeah. Sure. I would flip. And like traditionally, people would flip five cards. They would risk five of their cards against their friends. I was always the, the idiot in the corner who flipped a hundred cards. So I'd be going against 20 guys. And I remember that. I also remember being like 12 years old playing video poker uh, with my aunt Chippy at a bowling alley in Vegas. You know, they have slot machines everywhere. She has video poker. I had to stand 10 feet back. I'd give her money. I'd tell her, drop the king, keep the queen, you know, that kind of thing. But those were my first adventures, I would say. What would you say? I was later because the first time I got interested, I used to love this magazine called Inside Sports. Mm-hmm. And Pete Axtham used to write this gambling Mm -hmm. column. It was my favorite magazine. And I didn't understand anything about gambling, but this column was really well written and it made me want to gamble. And he kind of planted the seed. But it didn't really kick in until uh, in the mid-80s, my parents were divorced. And every other weekend, Mm -hmm. I would take the train from Connecticut to see my dad in Boston. And I would buy the Friday Post. I would get a sub. And I'd be reading the New York Post. I would see Hondo and all those yeah. guys, the, the lines. I'm like, what is this? And I kind of just became fascinated by it. But I didn't gamble mm-hmm. until the 1 in 15 Patriots, 1989, when we hit rock bottom. And it was like, ooh, I have no football team. Mm-hmm. I have nothing. There was mm-hmm. no fantasy yet. I have nothing to care about. Right. And it was like, well, if you gamble on one of the two teams, you just root for that. It's like, well, oh, I'll do that. And sure. that yeah, was yeah. it. Once you figure out that you can two enjoy teams. teams that aren't your teams, that's yeah. when you get sucked in, I think. You get sucked in, and unfortunately, you, you in a way, you can't enjoy any sport the same way again. Right? No. I, I left out one key guy in, in all of our childhood was... Uh, Jimmy the Greek. Oh, yeah. Just with the picks. And even I didn't really understand yep. gambling mm-hmm. in the late 70s, but just him picking and trying to see if he was right, that kind of planted the seed, too, I think, for and a lot of nothing, degenerates. Nothing to discourage you from gambling in the 80s and 90s. Like, there's no, there's no PSAs, there's no stories. Like, there's two right. teams, but on one of them, you get cash. There's, yeah. no, there's nothing to discourage you from doing it. Well, well wait, Jimmy, Jimmy there's the a lot of gambling scandals, remember? There oh, was yeah. like BC yeah. and. Uh, there's a couple things. We, we well, just everything. Like even baseball players were approached. And the seven, the baseball players in the seventies weren't paid enough to, you know, you had to give it a thought. Yeah, baseball's right. harder to 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 blow than uh, than basketball. Or, I'm sure or boxing, there's stuff but, we'll never know about, but yeah, I'm sure there were refs that were bought off in the seventies and judges and all kinds of stuff. There right. must be a million judges. stories. It like still that. goes on. There's talk about tennis, like even Wimbledon, like some tennis of those lesser known games. It's crazy. There's a lot of fixed uh, action going on out there. Yeah, Jimmy right. the Greek would pick would pick against the spread. No, he would pick just straight up, right? 
He he would pick straight up, but yeah. he would put little clues in there that you kind of had to score, read. So it cover kind of like Burma yeah, used to do. Kind of like how yeah. Burma used to do. Right, it. and it's funny because I don't I didn't get the sense, and if you read a little bit about it, that Musburger got along great with. Jimmy the Greek. No, they no. got in a fight once. No. Brett Musburger's a, a much bigger gambler, or, or as big a gambler, has his own satellite He looked out at Jimmy the Greek. Now he owns like his own gambling network. We make fun of Al Michaels alluding to the over-under, and Brent Musburger had a lot of money on these games, these big games that he was calling over the we years. We also had, there was a lot of 900 lines in oh, the yeah. late 80s, early so 90s. So you got the scores, and, too. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a, you can, uh, There was always stuff going on. So yeah. we could talk, I mean, I, maybe right. jumping ahead, but Brad, you had a pay, you had a sports pager, too, right? I almost had a sports pager. Mm-hmm. Um, Brad is spitting tobacco into a, a very it's tiny a very water tiny cup. I feel like that's so, going to um, end badly. <laughs> for my, for right, my so Someone's drinking that for sure. Uh, I'll tell you my first escape first because that led into the pager. Um, first escape is January ish, 1991. I'm a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, that Saturday night, I lose a ton of money on Leonard Norris. Mm. And I have. Oh, Norris know, kicked his ass. Thanks, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that fight. I love yeah. Sugar Ray Leonard. And, and this is my story, so I know who won. <laughs> but thanks. So, so Leonard Norris. Uh, as Bill mentioned, Nor- uh, Leonard lost. And I didn't like Leonard, so I bet him for I don't know what reasons, because he always seemed to win. And I never yeah. rooted for him, so he bet, and I'm down $1,500. Um, I don't have $15, I don't think. <laughs> so the next day, I'm like, all right, I got to double up, because that's what you do. And so I doubled up on UNLV over Arkansas, given around six, maybe five. They're down six at the half. This is the Todd Daly, maybe uh, yeah. Miller, Larry Johnson. This is the game. And um, they're down six. They're down six at the half. They end up going up 15 late. Larry Johnson gets thrown out for fighting. Um, Arkansas goes on fire and ends up only uh, hitting, like, they get six points in the last seven seconds. And uh, <laughs> UNLV beats them by seven. So I win. Oh. So I escaped. Mm. Uh, so that week I bought a bunch of shit, a bunch of stuff. And, right. um, okay. You can swear on the pot. Yeah, I'd rather not. You know, I'm a respectable, <laughs> respectable <laughs> member of the community. A whole now. lot of craziness coming up he's worried about saying. Shit. Yeah, so... <laughs> Um, so I buy a bunch of stuff. Version. I buy a sports pager at the time because you are oh, calling nine seven six one three one three all the time, and so I get this. I'm getting the sports pager. So you're hooked after the UNLV bet. You're, you're just I'm hooked in. weeks okay. before this. Okay. So now, so after this, after I escape that or whatever, and I'm, I'm making money and I'm doing stuff and I'm buying stuff. I'm not holding on to it. Although I did buy a, a ring for this girl, which was nice of me. But um, <laughs> so. He Cheat. stole, which means he stole UNLV championship ring. Cheese, cheese. Oh, so, <laughs> so a couple weeks later, I'm down twelve hundred. It's a Sunday. By now, I'm calling in the bets to New York City myself. My name is Sarah. The person who vouches for me, his name is Moon. So I call New York City and I say, "This is Sarah from Moon." They say, "Go, Sarah." So it's like this is serious stuff. So I'm down twelve hundred. And my idea was I'm gonna bet three games for twelve hundred. Smart, smart, obviously. So. Um, my thing is, if I win two out of three, I break evens. I already owe 12. And if I win all three, I'm sitting pretty. I lose all three. Uh-huh. It's that last Saturday. I think it's that last Saturday before the conference games. It's like it was it was Duke, North Carolina, Georgetown, Syracuse, Rutgers, St. Joe's. I lose all three. He I'm remembers down. them all. I'm down. He's not reading that anywhere. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he has no, no notes. I'm down about five grand. It's Sunday night. I'm a senior in high school. That was bad. What made it worse was Moon was a legitimate mafia soldier who was a cousin of a friend of mine from high school, a good friend, solid guy. So he, uh, take hey, don't laugh. This is I, serious. Yeah, knock I don't it know off. how he's going to dig himself out. Knock it off. So <laughs> I was, I was, I was, I was, I was in trouble. 
And so my so at that point, oh, also this guy, this mafia guy, was like, "Listen, I'm giving you. You can use my name. I'm vouching for you. Do not get in too deep. Do not get me in any trouble." And I did it almost immediately. Like it was two weeks later, he was in big trouble because some guy he gave his name to owes five grand, doesn't have five nice. cents. Mm. So I sold a bunch of baseball cards. I had like the 1980. <laughs> Still a bunch of baseball from who? I, I sold, sold them. them. Oh, sold them, yeah. okay. But also a friend of ours who was really good with his hands in cards would go with me to baseball card shows and, and, and help me out. Oh, good. Friend we mentioned earlier. That's um, really he, good with his hands as in? As in card tricks. Gotcha. Cheese. Okay. So <laughs> so we get a bunch. Of, I saw, I get about two grand. I like. Three 1981 Fleer update set, the, the big one. And then, so I sold a bunch of it, and I don't think I ever paid him again. So I'm kind of like in, in a little bit of trouble. So now it's a month later, I do it again. Now, by now, I'm a homeless teenager. So my father decided to take a break from, you know, things, and my mother, I don't know where she was. So I'm a homeless teenager now, sleeping on friends' couches. I'm 17, high school is. Almost Why over. is Tate laughing at all this? This is not funny. Tate doesn't sad. know what. Like, Tate he, doesn't like, know he what doesn't think I, I have ears and like won't get revenge. <laughs> this is right. Like, do I seem like a guy who lets like this kind of shit go? Tate, just laughing at me. Tate, Tate, he doesn't know if you're serious. Any part Tate. of my personality led you to believe I would let this go. <laughs> Tate, guys, no, just right? pouring no. his heart out. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You tobacco. need to move your mirror while you're walking from here on out. <laughs> All right, so we'll wrap up this story real quick because I, I don't right. know. I thought we would talk about the sports pager for like three seconds. Okay, yeah. oh yeah, so I get the sports pager. <laughs> it comes in the mail, and the only thing I wanted was that sports pager. And uh, I had to uh, I had to send it back. I never even opened it, it would have broke my that heart. That was it? Yeah, I got oh. the sports pager in the mail, came to the house. I was like, what's this? I'm like, I don't worry about sending it back. My sports pager, I, I I think it was like $25 a month. It was not a good deal at all. No. It was like $349 for the year or something. Yeah. And it was weird. The, the letters were disjointed and everything. It. it would come. Sometimes it wouldn't light up. Or you never <laughs> even got it. But but And I held on to that thing for a lot longer than we needed to. You might have like, had that when first? I saw you in oh, 1999. I think I did. I think I did. This like, would be a good thing to throw out to your listeners like yeah. with a hashtag. What would the hashtag be for this? Like just your lowest gambling devices slash experiences, or because like I I remember coming Low home point, from yeah. bars in the mid nineties mm-hmm. and just sitting in my car waiting for the twenty twenty flash 2020, of the fan. Yeah. Yeah. It's like two forty in the morning, just kind of like please. And then tell ESPN me who won the next would game. run the on the bottom. What was that? Like twenty eight fifty eight or something? Yeah. And oh was, yeah, yeah. The that ticker. was one of the things we bonded on early in nineteen ninety nine. He was a television writer. I just got out of the Navy. Oh, the Navy story. So. Um, yeah, we're jumping. And that was one of the yeah. that was one of the, the bonds we had was like we would look and we would hold our finger against the thing. Yeah, it was so right, hard to get right, information. You would cover yeah. the score. Yeah. yeah, and if your score didn't move, you knew you're in well, big I, trouble. Well, I covered I covered my score right. I left yeah. the other one open, and yeah. it was like a it was like UConn Villanova. You know, it was, yeah. Ah, ah, I'm getting chills talking about this. So, so let me let me do this one more quick. So go ahead. So Tate, what, can you can keep yourself composed for a minute? Tate's, Tate's in trouble. Tate's fine. Tate's in trouble. The, um, so a month later, so now I owe this money to these guys who aren't friendly. And then, so I, the only way to get that back at 17 with no money, no roof, is to bet more. Right. So I bet more. Pyramid um, scheme. I, I bet more, and I end up having, I bet the, um, uh, I bet the Piston Spurs. It's April of 1991. I win the bet with a tip-in. The person who I, who, I, who I put the bet in with calls me right after the bet and says, no, you lost. The line moved after uh, the game is over. Doesn't even uh, have the courtesy of, like, you pushed. Right. right? 
is like, okay, you lost. So I'm 17. I owe this. He like told his parents. He went on to a, a pretty prominent job in the NBA. He okay. told his parents. What do you he mean? He told his parents that that I had screwed him and that I owed him money. Uh, Meanwhile, I'm pretty sure he collected that 1300 uh, and then wanted my 1400. We're going to I top. see. So um, yeah, he, he ended up getting a pretty prominent job, but uh, he uh, he tried to rob me. All right. Pretty blatantly. Well, that's not great. No, that's not great. no, he, he got his though. Well, what? So how much did you owe at this point? I owed the one guy maybe twenty six, twenty eight, and I and I you know fictitiously owed this other person fifteen. Okay. And now I'm you know two months from from graduating high school, and I just actually I couldn't leave. I couldn't go to college because I had to stay and work at UPS and Skinner Nuts, and pay off that gambling debt to the mafia. Nice. Yeah, and I wouldn't pay the the uh, the toll on the New Jersey Turnpike. And I got caught doing that, and that sent me back. And I had to explain to the mafia guy, listen, I can't pay this week because I got to pay this fine because I wouldn't pay the 35 cents. That went over not good. <laughs> like, I, I was called an idiot a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, this seems uh, as good a time as any to uh, discuss our friends at Hotel Tonight. I would think, right? That's a segue. I mean, sure. I could have used the hotel during those days. Brad, if you're like me... Oh, well, let's skip that part. <laughs> All right. <laughs> if you're not so great at planning ahead, I've got good news for you. There's this awesome app called Hotel Tonight that helps you find amazing hotel deals at the last minute. It sounds counterintuitive, but unlike flights, hotel rates usually get cheaper at the last minute. Hotel Tonight helps hotels sell their unsold rooms, allowing them to pass those deals along to you. When was the last time you rented a hotel room? Um, my high school reunion, probably. Really? Yeah. 35 years ago. Easy. No, no. <laughs> what was it? So 20, what, it was, he said 1991. Yeah, six years ago, yeah. Six yeah. years ago. Wow. 25. All right. Well, listen, if you were going to do that today. Cheaper? You would go through hotel tonight. Oh, the, it's I the best. Good. It's perfect for a spontaneous getaway or finally going on that trip you've been wanting to take for Which a while. I'm doing. You're doing that. Tennessee. Oh, you're going to Tennessee. October 14th, first Okay, time. so listen, wait till October 11th. What do you care anyway? I don't. Go on hotel tonight. You add it to your phone. You'll get a room. Dirt cheap. I'm so excited for this. You are, right? I know that people at Hotel Tonight are excited, too. (laughs) Even though the app's name is Hotel Tonight, you can book up to a week in advance. All it takes is 10 seconds. Just three taps and a swipe. Much easier than a sports pager, Brad. So get in on these killer last-minute deals and download the Hotel Tonight app now. All right. So let's talk about... um, Does Mike August know about Hotel Tonight? (laughs) I don't know why. Because it would seem like something he would enjoy. Oh, that's true. He and uh, Carol are out yeah, They're on the always road. like trying to do the last minute hotels. Yeah, next time they're called yeah. to Capitol Hill to testify about. Yeah, um, Corolla. About uh, we should Brad's we could discuss that other time. I don't yeah. know. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right, let's talk more. So, Brad, when were you Navy. in the most trouble? The most. I think the most. Again, I was na- I was naive to the trouble I was in with the. Um, you know, with the mobster guy. I think I was naive to how much trouble that was. Right, but tell it, the chiefs. Right. I don't want to give you the punchline. Okay, so yeah, so... Um, so April 91, you're down a lot. You right, take I it through out, the summer. I, I take a full year off. I, yeah. I uh, you know, truth be told, commit some robberies, and I, I pay that off. So, um, just one robbery. Was <laughs> um, it like a... It's a robbery. Okay. <laughs> What the fuck? Yeah. He was robbing things that he could later sell. Because I robbed another human being with a bunch of money and took it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, he was scared. The uh, <laughs> might want to take the uh, so 
So then I go into, oh, so then I go to college and I'm there and I don't I, again I don't have one dollar there's no way you know so I'm gambling again because that's you know it's worked and um, mm. now we're going 1995 it's October. October. Wait, we just jumped from 91 to 95. I was in college gambling and, and going to the casino at Foxwoods and so you're time, doing okay. Well, the only time I go to class was to steal your books, sell right. them back to the bookstore. I had a fake ID with this guy. His name was. Yeah, and I had a fake ID, <laughs> and then so I would just you know steal books, go to the casino, and and gamble. We had a little talk before this podcast about mentioning real names. So. Yeah, right, you right, can't right, mention right. real Brad's names. Done a nice it's in job. My, it's in my best interest as well. Yeah, <laughs> you've done a good job. Tate. The, uh, <laughs> Tate's name will be mentioned a lot. Um, I think. So now it's 1995. <laughs> in May of 1995, things start going off the rails a little Uh-oh. bit, like with the gambling and with the other thing. Um, What's the other thing? You know. So. Uh, <laughs> I, the listeners don't know. They don't. You mean like addictions? Okay, I had a few addictions. So things um, had started up at that point, right? Things okay. started up at that point. So now it's May. So I go down to the recruiter. I'm like, listen, I'm gonna need to join the navy. I got to get out of here. And they're like, all right. But then I catch fire gambling, so I'm not going in. So I do well that whole summer. I mean, I I, I win. I go back and see the um, summer '95. So summer '95, first Yankee good season in, in 15, 20 years. Yeah. I go back. I see the Mariner game where I think Ruben Sierra hit a home run or Lavers or somebody. It was a big home run. I come back. Now it's October. It's the middle of the O.J. Simpson trial. Right, that whole summer. Mm-hmm. I am ignoring this guy. He knocks on my door. Five minutes before the verdict is read, because he knows I'll be home. Mm. He's like, hey, you got to come to the Navy. I'm like, listen, I know my rights. You know, take a hike. So now it's October 10th or something, 1995, maybe October 8th. And it's Monday night football. And it's the last, for this guy, his cutoff was Monday. So I have the Chargers over the Chiefs. You're down how much at this point? 14, 12, around that area. Yeah, 1,200, yeah. I don't twelve hundred or twelve k twelve hundred. I don't have okay. twelve cents, so right. I might as well be twelve k because mm-hmm. they're not getting it. Yeah. Um, so I bet the Chargers. They're up. I'm giving five. Get getting five. Maybe. Monday night football. Monday night football. Um, getting five in that area. Mm-hmm. Maybe four. They have the ball late going in. They're already up four, and they have the ball late. Natron Means doesn't get in the end zone. They kick a field goal to go up seven. It would have been over right there if Means gets in. Um, they kick off. Steve Bono goes on to drive his life. It might have been 87 yards. <laughs> ties it up, Steve Bono. Now I'm in the room. There's three other guys with my college roommates. They know it's, it's big trouble. Yeah. And um, so I'm like, all right, overtime. I'm still getting so the points to getting cover. Getting four in overtime. Back then, right. teams kick a field goal. It's over. It wasn't, they never scored. Field goal every time. wasn't the two-possession right. thing. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't. It was just, you know, so the Chargers, I think they get the ball first. Um, there's some back and forth. They, they kick, they punt. Tamaric Vanover catches the punt, goes maybe 60 yards for a touchdown. The game's <laughs> over. I'm sitting there. It's over for me again. <laughs> At this point, I'm 20 years old. I've done, or 18. No, wait, what? Yeah, you're like 24. 20, yeah. I've done this a few times. I moved state to state. I've done a lot of things all by myself. And I'm like, wow, what do I do now? And then uh, I told the guy I pay him Thursday. Guy's name was yeah, and I uh, <laughs> and uh, told him I pay him Thursday. Wednesday I was in the Navy. Wow, a thousand ninety-five days I was in that Navy. Wow, so three years yeah. for what two twenty-five hundred bucks? Twenty-five hundred, yeah. Ninety-five through ninety-eight. Ninety-five through ninety-eight. I was I did two six-month cruises in the Persian Gulf in a three-year <sighs> hitch, which is almost mathematically impossible with like the run-ups and all that. 
it was terrible. How did you handle, like, you had some issues going on at that point. How did you handle being in the Navy and all that stuff? I first get to boot camp. You're there, like, the first three hours you take this test. You've already taken your ASVAB, which is basically, it's like a military intelligence test where they test your ability for science, math, grammar, and all this other stuff. So you do well at that. Yeah, I do well at that. I score 99. So if you score 99, you get in this special group. It's called the 900 group in... um, in, in the Navy, it's like it's basically it's it's a touch easier than the rest of the guys because they really don't want these guys who did well on this test to quit. Yeah. But then once you get there, they give you the psychological exam, mm. and it's just like you know, did you eat dinner with your parents a lot? And there are questions like, did you nail cats to trees? Which I of course said no. But the gap between my psychological test and my ASVAB test was so great that within twenty hours, I believe it. Jeez. Tw- so twenty hours. <laughs> Within 20 hours of getting there, like, I'm in the loony bin. It's called Ship 8, Great Lakes, Illinois. I'm 24. I'm avoiding the mob. Now I'm in the loony I'm avoiding this guy. Now I'm in a loony bin in Michigan. I mean, Illinois. What? So, uh, so now I'm a little discouraged. Like, they've already shaved my head, right? And the funny thing was, like, you're in this big room. It's scary. And uh, so they start reading all people's names to leave. And, like, the first five people are obviously nuts. <laughs> And then they read your name, and you're like, oh, this is so bad. I know it's so bad. So they go there, and you go in there, and you walk into Ship 9 in uh, Great Lakes, Illinois, and they go, so the guy goes, drugs are nuts. Now, I haven't even got my drug test back yet, so it could be both. So I just say nuts, right? So they bring you up there, and you're on suicide watch, but the suicide watch guy is also there, so he falls asleep long before you do, because he's been there. He knows what's going on. So you're, you're asleep, so then they give you all these other tests, like, you want to answer this question differently? And I'm like, well, do you want me to lie? They're like, well, yeah. So I lied, and then they send me back to the 900 division. So now I'm back in this division, where it's basically all these, like, the smart guys, yeah. and I got the, you know, the doofus coming back. I'm way behind the stenciling, which takes weeks. Like, you got to stencil your name and everything. Yeah. My name's like 10, eight, nine letters. So, like, they didn't want me there. And I put shaving cream in people's things, and they didn't like that. And then uh, and I'd make people laugh. And then once, I'll tell you this, once <laughs> I was making people laugh around me. And then, um, so like, it's so funny. So what they did was they pushed back all the, the bunks. And it made everybody run till either I made the drill sergeant laugh or it rained inside from the perspiration what the of the people. What going on? That's a boot camp. Really? And I was like, well, I'm not going to. The sooner I make this guy laugh, the, then this stops and I might have to run. Yeah, right. So I didn't make him laugh. I just stood there. <laughs> and it did not, did not endear me to the rest of the group. Wow. So. Well, that was crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that all was, that to avoid. That was the first week. Right. And you first had a thousand How'd you days? make it three years? I barely. I got Court martial it didn't go great. <laughs> yeah, for, I had a tongue ring. Tell was, the uh, what was you it? You got court martial? Tell, tell yeah, the, but I got off. Tell tell the uh, what was it? The Secretary of Defense? Who was it? Oh, jeez, Louise. The first one was Ugh. there was two of these. The first one I think was uh, William Cohn, who was the director. It was the um, Secretary of Defense. Okay, which at this point doesn't mean anything to me. So. He's down there, and he's giving us this speech. It's like, it's terrible. It's like six in the morning, and I'm on. I work on the flight deck, which is where they put the people who are paying the neck. So you're up there all day. The flight deck, it's it's loud, it's dangerous, it's brutal. So they tell you beforehand, you have no questions for the Secretary of Defense. <laughs> so I raise my hand. I got a question. Um, and like even my buddies, like, nah, come on, man. This is you know this is gonna go bad. And then so I asked the, department, the Secretary of Defense, William Cohen, I said, listen, sir, um, 
I've worked 38 straight days on the uh, flight deck, and I'm a little concerned about my safety. You say safety, people lose it, because that's the key word. Yeah. Randy knows the key word. So he says safety, <laughs> and uh, it's like, listen, we only have three TV channels on this ship. One shows Martin, one shows Basic Instinct, and the other shows Propaganda. So I'm not going to be able to, they're going to rerun this constantly. I'm not going to be able to miss this. I feel a little bit more comfortable for my safety, as well as my shipmates. Shipmates is another good one. Um, if I could go back to Iraq and just get a little more sleep, we're not first ops until 11. If I could do that, that'd be great. Department of Defense guy goes, absolutely, no problem. Um, just make, see if you can catch up on what I said or get a transcript and you can go. So now that there's 3,000 people in the hangar deck, there's planes. We're all sitting Indian style. I have to get up like this. And I get up and I'm standing out and there's 3,000 people. And then Cone says, hey, if there's anybody else who's not, who's concerned about their safety, you can go ahead and go too. Like Jerry Maguire, but not even the weird face girl followed me. It was like, I just <laughs> left. Nobody followed me. 3,000 dudes, all of which would rather be in their racks, but knew the consequences. I didn't get anywhere near my rack. And I was stripping and waxing and doing all this other stuff for weeks, which was better than the flight deck. They punished you. They all punished. right, let's take, let's take a little while. Wow, that's, that's some story. But I have a, a ship-related um, segment to introduce. It's our sponsored segment, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Each week, we set sail. We tackle make-believe gambling propositions related to sports and pop culture events. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The I hope, hope going on sale ends better than it did for Brad it, it in is, a thousand it is. days. It's, it's, it's a much more friendly, it's a friendlier ship. You're not going to get any in trouble. We'll, we'll keep mm-hmm. the Secretary mm-hmm. of Defense away. I'm going to throw you guys some props. You okay. tell me which way you go with okay. it. When his team is winning, which is more likely to get punched in the face in a neutral bar? Red Sox fan or Yankees fan? Red Sox fans minus 160. Wait, the... Okay. When his team is winning... Where, where's the bar? It's a neutral bar, so it's it could be in, like, Topeka, Kansas. Yankee fan. Yankee <laughs> fan? I'm biased. Really? You, you still think, yeah? Yankee Obviously, fans. Red Sox fan. I, I, I'm not going to say Red Sox fan. I abstain. Really? I think Yankee fan's more aggressive in a neutral site. Oh, you do? Oh, so you're both saying Yankee fan. I'm saying the Yankees are going to punch the Red Sox guy. I'm not saying that. Oh. I'm just saying who's going to start? Who's going to be more belligerent? The Yankee fan. Yankee fan. I yeah. felt it was Yankee fan yeah. up until a few years ago. Not even like after your first championship. But I think like up to like three years ago. Yeah. The Red Sox fan turned the corner. Oh, I would say the before the championship, the Red Sox fans were more dangerous. Right? Yeah. So angry. You guys are intolerable at yeah. this point, though, right? You, I mean, you got to admit that. Uh, this, nobody even cares anymore they about really Red don't. Sox fans. They really don't. The really? Cubs fans have replaced us as the people. Nobody, the fans, that's the worst thing ever, too, the Cubs winning. The fans. Yeah, people complain about Cubs fans the most. Speaking of Cubs fans, they gave Bartman a ring. To I know. You see that? I Does know. that send a good message about, like, yeah, reach over, uh, grab a ball that's not supposed to be yours. Seven good, people were going for that ball. We'll get I, you a I ring. always feel like he it's, got a yeah, raw he, deal. He got a raw deal. He got a ring. Everyone in that section was trying to I get know. the ball. And Moise Salou was just a dick and yeah. And, yeah. and basically created a mob mentality and around Bartman. The shortstop was terrible. Bartman loved the Cubs. Maybe. And was a baseball was coach. listening to the game while he was there on his radio. Great Cubs fan. Listen, yeah. I agree with all of this, but now you're going to see guys reaching everywhere thinking they can get a ring 15 <laughs> now, yeah, years later. Interfere with play, Jeffrey Mayer. Stop. That's right. Yeah. Jeffrey Mayer. All right, second one. Emmy betting, best drama, you get better call Saul. And House of Cards. Nope, nope. And you get 10 to 1 odds nope. versus the field. 
The field. Field Easy. is the crown. Field. Handmaid's Tale. Ooh. Stranger Things. This is Us or Westworld. You're not taking ten to one on Better Call Saul. Not no. a great year or for those. House of no. Cards. I think Stranger no. Things wins. House Stranger of, Things. Yeah. Okay. Can I say House of Cards is ridiculous? You have opinions on House of Cards? It's the most. It's the. It's the most ridiculous show I watch every I, year. I think this is the next one he should. That's the most cards? ridiculous show I see every. I watch every year. I, I kind of feel like if if it didn't have those actors, you would think it was one of the worst shows on television. It didn't have that music or the lighting, which is all great. Yeah, you're not buying Spacey as a ladies' man politician. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> buying that murdering people, and then it's, it's just how many people can they murder? Yeah, everything's very convenient. Murder, very yeah. convenient. Yeah. Which of those two? I mean, I, I almost think. Saul sometimes is a bigger disappointment. I, I, I like I it. I, want I don't to stay want Saul. I, 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 great... I stopped this year, too. Really? I had such a great Breaking Bad experience. I just didn't want to keep it going. I, I didn't like, want to taint it in any way. I can't. The first 15 minutes of the season were so depressing. I didn't watch oh, the rest it's not of it. Oh, it's not that that great. It's uh, And you know, the, he's not even Saul. It's week. It's year Still? three. Still not Saul. Like, they just, what are you going to do? They're, and I, I guess it's the same. It, it's hard to do, I guess, when you know what's going to become of these people because right. it's a prequel. But sure, sure. there's more that they could do with that. All right, so you guys are taking uh, the, field. the field. No question. Stranger Things is going to win that. People like This Is Us, too. All right, one more. Over under five and a half glasses of a fruity soda slash punch Consumed by Brad at our fantasy draft next month. The over is minus 190. Now, things to consider. It's a four-hour draft. Mm -hmm. Brad averages, I would say, nine or ten normally. I don't want to mention another product here in the Captain Morgan segment, but it's a fruity drink or, you know, lemony, limey. But you might want to go under because if he's kicked out, the number's zero. If I'm kicked out, the number's zero for everyone. (laughs) <laughs> really? There will be no draft if I'm kicked out. Is again. that right? Oh, be sure of that. <laughs> You've I been kicked out twice. Go, I've already. Th- I I know where the switch. The the um. What's that called? The electrical box is. Yeah. There'll be no draft. Wow. <laughs> I'm so not what happens in our draft? Again. For those of you who don't know this, we have 11 teams, and each year the winner gets to vote out one of the, the team of his choice. Brad's been our only two-time voter off. Brad was voted out two out of three years. Because, and you were the other year. Because when you vote, when you get kicked I, I, out, you I come hated back all three of those years. You didn't yeah. like them? I like being in a fantasy draft with you guys. I don't yeah. like voting anyone off. You guys oh, are my friends. So I don't fun. want you guys oh, to go it's away. Better. It's so much better. It's not, it's, 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 it, no. It's so much better. Simmons is one of four teams that has never been kicked out. Yeah, I every year I get wait to, I can't wait to get kicked out. But you claim I'm, you'll never come back if you do. I won't. That's oh, not. Come on. That's I won't. Right. That'll be That's it. That's not right. That'll be it. That's not right. So, not so not right. Brad, if he gets voted off again, there's no draft. We'll go down into the basement <laughs> <laughs> and, and ruin the fuse box. It's not in the basement. <laughs> Brad has had time when he's been kicked out. What did you ran to the balcony? Think it was just a door exit? You almost flew over there. You've yeah. thrown drink. Yeah, you've gotten pretty mad. I, uh, it's ridiculous. It's the I, same guy each time. Yeah. I don't one think... of the least like people to ever walk the earth <laughs> who wasn't like in charge of an army. Like, yeah, I, you know, he's not up there, but he's he's just a terrible person. I am going way over because You're going over. the people who won our league. Yeah. The first intern I've ever had, Jamie. Yeah. And uh Tall John. Tall John. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't think either of them have the balls to cross Brad. Really? Yeah. Okay. Don't egg them on. I mean, it's just it's no. Not, I just it's not. It's not it's the not right thing to do. They're both prudent, smart guys. They're not gonna. They're not crossing you. It's, uh, come on. Why would you, I'm a decent. I paid them. I it's much funnier. Months. Yeah, you didn't pay them. That was the one thing that that I that might work against you. I paid them immediately when they no, told me didn't. I hadn't. Yeah, I did. I PayPal'd it. You did within five seconds oh, in June. Was, 
Is that true? Jamie was I complaining that you them. got the PayPal information, but didn't didn't uh, actually go through with the transaction. When? Did you? I don't know. It's like a couple I days. I PayPal it whenever they told me to oh, do you it. Did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So it's going to be all right. So you're going over five and a half classes. Of I see. I think. I think the better bet is do I give? I think I get voted out. I think it's. I'm nah, the funniest dude. person to get voted That's out. That's what we this should year. put out. We should put. I odds gave on Jamie that. his first job, and he votes me out. It becomes really? full circle. Mm-hmm. I don't like that you wouldn't come back. I, I, yeah, I, I hope you would come back. I might not Hand even come. How about that? I might not even come. <laughs> Tate Brad's going to pull the power. Tate, was that last year? Or the Brad year? will pull the power. This Tate was there year, right? last year. Tate helped Tate's out. Tate's big takeaway was, I can't believe how many Cokes that, that guy Brad drank. Yeah. Because you had like 12 Cokes. He's not doing you any favors, Tate. <laughs> it used to be the other kind of Coke. He's not doing you any favors. When people haven't seen it for the first time, they have no idea how much soda you can drink. I didn't think the personality. It's an unbelievable amount of soda. It's been a long, long road to get to here. Yeah, <laughs> it's a dangerous as, amount of soda. Yeah, it's that's what the doctor says. It's a, it's not soda's not good for you. Repeatedly, Brad Brad's intake of sugar is just off the charts. Yeah, you it's, like it's he, bad. What you like crush up the what is that thing that you crush up? The I, jawbreakers or something? Werthers. Werthers. What is that? Were, those Werthers caramel things? Oh, like cough drop kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, like the things that like you're supposed to have in your mouth for like for like I don't know, like 20 minutes and absorb the sugar. I crush like eight of them and eat them all at once. This is how he stays off drugs, but I don't, yeah. I'm not sure it's better. I don't it's got to be better, right? I I gave up soda like five years ago, and for two days I Good felt terrible. For you. Really? No, I felt terrible. Oh, like yeah. you almost like go and withdraw from it. Right. They yeah, put in not, all these chemicals to make yeah, you never like want to give tobacco. up soda. As soon as you try yeah. to give it up. Yeah, it was crazy. And then, like, by the fourth day, I felt better. I'm going through a similar thing where I just read that they're uh, discontinuing Coke Zero. And so I. Yeah, what's up with that? I don't know, but I, I have 14 cases in my garage now. I'm oh, just loading like, up. You're like Desmond and Lost. I'll you're never like go without it. I'll never go without it. <laughs> you're buying it on eBay? Sh- I, I hate this. I, uh, really, like, very, very depressing. It I like, like it. popular drink. People I like drink. the taste. I like the taste. All right, that's another week of Captain Morgan's <laughs> Make Believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders, Brad. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, drink I think that last one should be the video. Yeah. The fantasy draft. Yeah, I don't even know what they... Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. What, with me going crazy? Yeah, you threatening oh, to pull the, the cord, all <laughs> that stuff. Out. That'll be good. Be, I want to see it in a video moment, too. It'll be good. <laughs> We're going to make a video of that. You're going to go viral with that. Yeah. All um, right, so Brad, we left off in the late 90s. I so maybe one, we'll talk, talk about um, when you came to the man show. I have one more. I, I did that one more time in the Navy in, in a group setting with, with a much bigger human oh, being. Oh, yeah, who was it? Yeah. So now it's a year later. We're back in the Persian Gulf because, you know, that's, that's life there. Maybe a year and a half later. Same situation. Um, 3,000 of us sitting Indian style. This time the speaking is George H.W. Bush. Oh. Yeah. And they're like, so he comes in there. And I'm t- there's not, like, with the turnover, there's not too many people that were there when I pulled the shenanigans last time. But there was enough mm-hmm. that I was told. <laughs> You're on the radar. Listen. <laughs> You can stay out. You can stay in your birthing area. You can stay asleep if you think you're going to do that again. Like, I, I, had a chief, I had two chiefs that liked me and one that didn't. So it was like, listen, you know what? Just stay in your rack. We don't care. It's like, no, I got this. So George H.W. Bush is there. You're told before. And again, you have no questions for the former president. So he starts talking. We're about to pull into Dubai or somewhere or Jabal Ali. Uh, some are super exciting. And uh, so... He's like, all right, so we're a little concerned about um, 
while you're in Jebel Ali, you're only allowed to go to this bar and this bar because it's safe, blah, 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 blah. These are the two bars you're allowed to go to in Jebel Ali. Blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, all right, this is nonsense. So I raise my hand. My buddy pulls it down. I keep my hand up real tall. I got to go like this. <laughs> so eventually George H.W. Bush says, um, we weren't, uh, okay, uh, you have something to say, sailor? I was like, yeah. Now, keep in mind, before he was the president, he was the vice president. Yeah. Before he was the vice president, he was the director of the CIA. Like mm-hmm. He knows where all the bodies are. Yes. You know, he knows everything, H.W. So I said to him, um, if we're so concerned about our safety, does it seem wise to have us all in the same spot? Like, we're only allowed to go to two places. I said, does that seem wise? It's like, isn't that what happened in Beirut? Meanwhile, Beirut's one of the, you know, he was yeah. the CIA director, but he oh, blew yeah. up. It was not good. Touching. And also, that's not what happened. So I was a little inaccurate there and kind of blaming this man. And then, so um, <laughs> that went badly. Then I was like, I was confined to my thing. I well, what does he say? How does he respond to that? Um, we've done a lot of research on this, and, and, and this has all been done ahead of time. And we've made the necessary safety. There'll be walls around or whatever. Like, mm. he had a decent... Right. Like, there was some thought, like, more mm. than, you know, some dope like me saying, hey, listen, this is a bad idea, right. Mr. Right. President. Uh, so that so, didn't work for you. So that didn't work, and that went really badly, and then I blamed it on insomnia and something, so I ended up getting a different job, and then he <laughs> threw me on fire watch, which then I had to watch another man weld for 12 hours a day, and then I fell asleep. This is when we got back. I fell asleep during fire watch, which you're not supposed to do because you're supposed to be watching for fires. So I fall asleep. The XO comes in. It's like, shit, man, are you awake? And you got these glasses on. So I'm like, yeah, I'm awake, but I'm laying on like this. And uh, so after that, after I got caught sleeping on Firewatch, which is the, like, you get a list of things not to do. Sleeping is the top one. And uh, nobody else was allowed to sleep. Nobody else was allowed to sit down on Firewatch for the next seven months. And I had a hernia, and I went and got my hernia operation. So I was in Firewatch for three days. I fell asleep, got caught by the XO, which is like the second guy in command. Uh... Got the rules changed for hundreds, maybe thousands of guys, and then bailed. Oh, good for you. Yeah, not good again. For you. <laughs> yep, Firewatch. American hero right here, Brad Mulcahy. All right. <laughs> they should. If they did the heroes among us at a baseball game, it's like, here's Brad Mulcahy. We should. I mean, if there's a sequel to American changed. Sniper, this should be it, right? All it's right. like a comedy on a Firewatch was terrible. I was taking a nap. <laughs> American Napper. <laughs> All right. I like it. American Nap. It's not bad. Yeah, it's we not have bad. enough people we can get this done, I think. Yeah, somebody out there could do a poster for American Napper. Yeah, let's see it. Oh, that'd be great. No. Um, <laughs> Randy, so now you get back. We talked about it. We met um, through David, David Blaine. So right. Daniel sees you acting up in the casino. Can we get I, to the part where you were friends with David Blaine? That was from high school? Yeah, from you played school. football with him and everything. You played football and you said and you played if, baseball with us. If David Blaine and Leo DiCaprio in the late 90s, Leo oh, yeah. DiCaprio coming off Titanic, right? and they both decide they like the same girl, David Blaine is like a minus 500 favorite to, to get the girl, Here's right? the thing. Like, when you... This was an interesting time, because I'd, like, I'd take leave from the Navy, and I'd go hang out with David. You know, it's... Mm-hmm. I mean, it's two different worlds. He couldn't yeah. make you disappear? <laughs> from the Navy. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I don't I'm know sorry. why. I don't, yeah, All right, go ahead. I'm very, very sorry. It wasn't kind. Um, so, yeah, so on the weekends, I, I would go up and I'd hang out with David, who at that time, friends with Leo, who was the nicest guy, slept at Leo's house. Yeah. Mother could just breakfast. He's just, a great, he's just the nicest guy. It's Titanic is shot, but not out yet, I yeah. think. Um, 
And then so, okay, so one night we're in this bar, it's a spy bar in New York City, and um, <laughs> Dave's like, I'm about to introduce you to the most, like, oh man, most annoying guy ever, and turn over and it's like some singer, and it's just, so I'm stuck with this, this talking to this singer. Leo comes up to me and um, says, all right, we're, I'm going on a six-month cruise in four days. So he's like, all right, we'll take care of you tonight. Leo comes up to me and keeps coming up to me and saying, listen, why don't you ever call me back? You won't put me in your movie, all this stuff. So all of a sudden, the girls start coming over. Now, I'm 24. I'm in the Navy. I'm in good shape. I'm, you know what I mean? DiCaprio keeps coming up to me, and I keep shushing him away. <laughs> I mean, he was the nicest asleep, guy. You're falling asleep. He's the nicest so it, guy. This is an unbelievable wingman performance. <laughs> by unbelievable. Him. Unbelievable. I, I, I only known him like five different times, maybe. Yeah. To, it was, but he's a good guy. So he hands me hundred dollars, and so I order six shots of Patron, not even offered change. It's now back to zero dollars. And uh, later that night, we go to. I have these two women with me, and we go back, and Leo is staying with um, Leo, and they are staying with this. Financial advisor, uh, Danny Giacchetto, who ended up going to prison for stealing everybody's money. Good. Uh. So we go. Um, <laughs> so now I am. I think I go up with him. Okay. So he has the key. You need a key to get into the into the uh, penthouse. The girls are downstairs. So I go up there and I'm like, all right, I got to get my bag. And I don't know what I'm going to do with zero dollars. So um, I'm looking around. I can't get out. You need the, you need the key to get out mm-hmm. to get into this penthouse elevator. So I so I'm stuck. He's on the roof with, with like an attractive woman, Leo. So I have to go to him, interrupt what he's doing, and say, "Listen, I'm stuck up here." He gets up off this female for me who he doesn't know. <laughs> he gets off her. Yeah, it was, it okay. was something. And uh, so he gets off her. The nicest guy I ever knew. Um, gets in an elevator, goes downstairs. Picks up these two girls, apparently talks me up, brings them back up, slips me $500, and I go, and that's the greatest night of my life. He's like, five, here's five, get, wow. get the hell away. No, he's like, here, get it done. And, and, get know, it done. Brandy didn't get it done many times. You got it done that night. Wow. So, yeah. So that's, me, what that's, that, that's, what he, that's what, that's Grape, what that kid did for me when we were 25 years old. Wow. Yep. But that, that didn't answer the question of who gets the girl between him and David Blaine if they're both going for well, the same girl. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Leo, like you look at Leo and it's super, like, you know, he's a superstar. But when you're on David, he can impress you with what he's doing right in front of your face mm-hmm. to the point where you've never seen anything like it. Even when we're 22, like, hey, that guy's an actor. All right, what's he going to do? Act right now? We're at a party. <laughs> he could do, David could take whatever's in the room and stun you with what he could do in front of your face. On your own clothes? On your own so Whatever. You- like, he could make this happen here, this happen here. And after a minute, that's much more impressive because, hey, we saw that in that movie. We got the VHS at home. Yeah. This guy is doing this shit right in front He's of you. He's pulling like a fork out of the right. back of somebody's David head. David is the most impressive person I've ever been with. And girls fall for this. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's, um, he's great. Do you think he's like supernatural? How does he do all this magic? Bro, he works. He's got a craft. He's been working since we were 16. He would do the cards. I've, what, what endeared ourselves to him, uh, to each other, was um, he was reading Orson Welles' biography in the lunchroom when we were like 14. Yeah. And I walked up to him. I was like, why are you reading that? And he's like, one day, you know what I mean? I'm going to be bigger than Orson Welles or whatever the 14-year-old David said. Hmm. Something along those lines. And I said to him, you know, uh, so, something very encouraging that I thought he could do it, that you, you always impressed me and you're smart. And he didn't forget that. Wow. And then it was like he told Madonna or something like that. 
And then he would, you know. Why couldn't you have said that to George H.W. Bush? It would have been so much easier for you. But then I was a little more jaded. (laughs) And you were. uh, I'd run from the mafia. (laughs) You were sleeping in a room when those guys were hooking up, right? Who, David? I think so. David and and that actress. Famous actress. Famous actress, yes. Yeah, I had shrimp cocktail, and I was like, I still had like three shrimp cocktails, but I didn't want to get up off the floor to go get them because they're right there. I would have got them. When in my life am I ever going to have shrimp cocktail again? I had to let them warm. Do you want to whisper the the name and we'll I, cut it no, out? No, no yeah, no, no. I, 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 no? I've known David thirty years. Mm-hmm. Never told tales out of school. He was a good pal to me for a long time. All right, still, you know, he got me in, in with you guys, which is the greatest thing right. ever happened to me. So then you get in the man show. But you get in the man show is nineteen ninety nine. Your life's coming miles. off the rails a little bit at that point, though. <laughs> Who me? Yeah, uh, like we could start uh, every yeah. segment with that. Line. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So after, after. I mean, the, even more than usual. After the Navy, yeah, then he's like, I'm starting this show. You want to be a PA? I said, yes. You're in LA. I'm how'd in you LA. End, how'd, you up at, how'd you end up in LA? Um, David. I was with David for a week. And during that week, I just got out of the Navy within a couple months. And uh, he was like, hey, um, we're staying by my buddy's house who produced my magic special. And Dan- your father Daniel. lived in San Diego. My father anyway. lived in okay. San Diego. So I moved to San Diego. And then you get involved with the Kimmel crew. Oh, and boy, get, Brad, Brad as a production assistant was, uh, there was really no one better because you had to drive around and you would get a parking ticket, I don't know, every day, twice a day. They're like, still what was killing it? me for those. Yeah. And I you, get, would, I get you would sit like, hey, well, it's happening again. We'd all, and the riders would gather <laughs> and we'd look out the window and he's screaming at the meter maid who was doing a great, like, the NBA should take, the players should take note, like, they should learn from meter maids how to avoid, like, catcalling fans and everything because they are so good at not making contact. Yeah. And Brad was, oh, it. Brad was right in their face and every, every single day, right? Yeah. I, besides the 100, 100 mile trip I took each way, yeah, I that was dumb. Tickets. You would com- commute to work like 100 miles. Well, I didn't know you guys. I was like, I don't know about this crew. <laughs> you didn't know about us. Yeah, me. So I was like, I don't know. And then one night, Jimmy actually was like, hey, you drive 100 miles? I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, you can come by. Why don't you, you know, you know stay by? Uh, we got an extra room or whatever. Yeah. You can stay by maybe a night or two. I was like, I don't know. Uh, you know. So you stayed at Jimmy's house? No. no. I, oh. said, I said, no, thank you, I think. Yeah. Well, what's the difference? He stayed at DiCaprio's house. <laughs> yeah, true. Mm-hmm. But yeah. all right, so now you're, uh, you find me. I could get your bets in. Right. Um, so I start betting again, which is smart. Because now I'm in, uh, a, I'm in a good situation. It's 1999. I'm 28. No, 25. And uh, so I start betting with this guy here. And it's um, <laughs> I get on a nice run, I think, again. And then it's, it's maybe that same number. Maybe I'm down 600 or something. I don't got it. And so I have an if-then bet with the Orioles and the Braves. And the Braves were bad. The Bra- Orioles were bad. Braves were good. If-then to the Yankees. Diamondbacks. It was the first, it was like the inter-squad, the first yeah. thing where mm-hmm. they would all play. And um, so I bet the Braves. And, uh, you know, the, the Sunday or- night game. Sunday night game last night. Uh, the Orioles scored five or seven in the very first inning. Uh, <laughs> they win by at least, no kidding, 20 runs. <laughs> Look it up. It was really like 23 to two or something. Yeah. <laughs> and also, Cal Ripken, who played a lot of baseball games. Yeah. Never once had more hits than he did on that day. Wow. <laughs> Six hits. So I lost 23 to one. Now I owe this guy who I, who I like, right? Like, right. It's the first guy. I was like, oh, man. This guy. We bonded over like scores from UNLV. Yeah. One time the fan gave a wrong score and had a Wake Forest winning. We were both listening, you know, you know maybe 40 miles away in high mm. school. 
And I was like, oh, man, what? Well, I can't do this again, man. I can't do this. But so, I I'm, so he owes me money. I will then owe someone else money. Right. I have to pay it off. It's one of those things. It's like the last day of the man show. If I don't see him today, Who I knows? don't see him for, for at least six months, probably ever. Probably uh, ever. So I'm waiting. And sure enough. I hand him $1,300, $1,400. Yeah. Yep. I and you did it. You, I mean, you were out mowing lawns. You were. You no, were no, 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 oh, no, 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 no. How did you? How did you get the it money? It was a robbery. <laughs> it was a robbery. <laughs> I'm not going to say where. You could tell. You could tell. You could tell the story. I robbed the Home Depot. But tell, but tell how how you would do it. Oh, I thought it was something else. No, it was Home Depot again. Oh, it wasn't the uh, locker, the gym locker room. Yeah, yeah, that. And then when I went to Home I Depot, I'm sorry. So tell, but all right, flush that out. This is this is a good scam, um, <laughs> or it was. It's not as good now. And then it was funny. Once I started going to other places where they didn't let you out at night, yeah, um, I would hear other people did this. So I mm-hmm. wasn't quite on the cusp of this right. criminality. Um, well, jeez, um, <laughs> you, you go to the gyms. Well, my buddy was out here who was much more brazen mm-hmm. and has not spent more than seven months out of prison since. Right. And today is his birthday. All right. Good, decent guy. So. He rips open a locker <laughs> at the valley, oh, at the uh, gym over there. And uh, so we get, you know, the thing is, you get these credit cards, right? This is what you used to do in college. I mean, it's, right. not, it's not really a crime. And uh, so what you do is you get these credit cards from the college. You walk into the gym. This is good for any college campus. You can do this anywhere. It's a good scam. Because um, most people at a college campus, they just put their, 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 their pants on the hook, right? Yeah. And then so you pull out, you pull out the wallet. If you're inclined to do this, then you get the credit card, uh, you leave the cash, and because it's a, it's, a, it's a college gym, you write down the social security number because they have it from the college ID. So now you have the social security number and you have the credit card. So now you get the credit card, you go outside, you call, you have the social security number, you can find out what the balance is. Okay? So then you go straight to Home Depot. And um, say you have six hundred dollars, you get six one hundred dollars gift certificates. At that time, they would give you cash whatever you wouldn't buy. So then you go to another Home Depot, buy an eraser, and get ninety nine dollars. <laughs> it was the greatest. Gone are the days. You remember the days where you'd like steal like TVs and caller IDs and all that, and you have to bring them back to your buddy's house. Your buddy's father's like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. And then, uh, Hold on, is Home Depot a sponsor? No, they're not. no, not, definitely not anymore. No. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, so then, so that's what we would do. We would rob it, and I did. We, and that's how he got his money to pay me back. So the, a, the moral of the story is: there's always a way. Right. Yeah. At this at this point, at 25, I've been doing this since I was 17, getting in spots. I know how to. Right. You know, it's, so it wasn't wasn't quite as scary, mm-hmm. but it was it was more of an obligation than it ever had been before. Like you know, what I mean, I don't care about this guy, the mafia. What are they, they going to kill me? I, I'm not doing so. But great you feel any. bad because it's him. right because it was Thank him you. and it was decent. I liked the situation I was in. The people were funny and smart, and I'd never been around that. I said so. I got it. It was the last time I did either. Last let time me just I, say, if well, I had known then what I know now, but the means which Brad took to get that money, I. Definitely still would have taken it from him because I owed somebody. Yeah. Thank you for being honest. And that was our Home Depot Home Delivery of the Week presented by Home Depot. That was the last time I did either one of those things. Offer code Brad. (laughs) I said never again and it was never again. But then, so when I met you, I remember why he didn't like me initially. Let's hear it. What? Because I moved out here in November 2002. You were... You were struggling, but you were up and down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then we were playing basketball Every once in a while. Uh-huh. Yeah, That's bad. how I got to know you. Right. You weren't uh, good. 
What are you talking about? <laughs> At basketball, you weren't good. I think I, I, I was good. I was impressed with Simmons. He had a, like Where, a, I was good. A I, um, I had a bad back for half of those games, but I gritted through anyway. There's talk about uh, renewing that whole thing and playing yeah. the hench. It just feels like everyone's going to get hurt. Really? Why is I, I, I feel yeah. like at least three torn ACLs. We can't go two hours without uh, just just taking it. We know. probably could. We, we can go easy. Speech. I'm up for it. I want to play. <clears throat> so I remember there was basketball, and that's how I got to know Brad. But mm-hmm. I didn't really experience the full Brad until the Giants game. With Was there like a field goal snapper? A, Giants 49ers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jeremy at Shockey Jimmy's in house. the playoffs. We at watched Jimmy's at Jimmy's. House. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I don't know, did you gamble on that? No. Just I was a big Giants fan. Just a Giants fan. Okay. And they were way ahead. He dropped that pass. And, and, I, got, and I got upset and left. Before, and you wrote that article within two I days. I think I put you in the article. Yeah, about that, Brad leaving? Yeah, yeah that was, it was very flattering. Thank you. You didn't and like that? <laughs> it wasn't super flattering. Well, what was that the whole thing? They missed, uh, uh, it was a fake field goal or uh, it was a botched snap? At the end, after they snap. came back, and Shockey yeah. did catch it, right? Or Shockey dropped the pass to put them up like thirty-eight to ten instead of like thirty-one. Like it didn't really seem like it mattered, and then right. they came way back. Then the right, Giants right. drove, and I was actually, and I left. I, I left before the end of the game. I couldn't take it, and then, but I was nowhere near my apartment. I mean, Jimmy and I, even back then, yeah. didn't live so close. Yeah, we right. weren't in the same neighborhood. You're not at the top of the hill like he is. You're, no, you're, no, you're no, towards no. the middle. Uh, yeah, down the hill. <laughs> and then, uh, and I'm walking across the 101, mm-hmm. across the top of it, and Sarah, uh, Sarah drives by. Jimmy's girlfriend. Yeah, mm-hmm. and says, uh, "What the hell are what, you what, doing? What's happening?" And she drove me home. <laughs> the first couple of times always Brad watched football always, with us, always sweet yeah. to me that girl. Um, I I didn't know everybody that well, and I was like, "Is this like performance art? What's this guy doing?" <laughs> it took me like four times to realize it was yeah. not performance art. No, oh, it's not. No, it's oh, okay. not. It, it 100% years. was not. No. He lived and breathed with every game, no matter yeah. how meaningless or meaningful it was. And yeah. then it all culminated with you leaving a playoff game, but well before it was over. Yeah. Like you three, just, you literally had to I get out of I got home in time to watch him miss field goal because Sarah picked me up and drove me home. Yeah. Well, now, th- things have changed. Like the Packers played the Giants in the playoffs, and he's screaming, screaming, screaming at the television for the first quarter and then lays down and falls asleep for the rest of the game. Yeah. So, that sugar thing. The age is, yeah, the age is broken. The age, <laughs> and then you just slam sugar at 10 in the yeah, morning. Yeah. So, no gambling anymore for you. Just living no, vicariously no, for everybody. Thank God. No, no. So, that's why this fantasy thing is so important. He can't get kicked out every year because it's kind of not all getting, he has. listen, it'd yeah. be bad. It'd be bad? If all I right. got kicked out, I mean, be- listen, I've been on some mean fantasy threads in my day, <laughs> dating back to uh, whenever the internet was invented. Yeah. And Brad goes places that uh, just. Then you told yeah, Jim. It's not yeah. lightheaded. It's, it's not, not lightheaded. Light, it's that there's not nothing fun about it. It's super. Per- <laughs> you just get. You take it super personally. I yeah. go for the verbal decapitation. <laughs> this and guy, at this point, Paul voted him out two out of three years, and you're not. He's just not a good person. He's terrible. <laughs> I mean, what? Like he's I, a good guy. Oh, no, yeah, he's a good. He's super. Paul good. is a good guy. You just funny, clever. He shouldn't have voted you out the second time. <laughs> no, nope, he shouldn't have. The first time was funny. But not. you did bait him the, the second time. How did I bait him? I paid you did. You had I some was mean one of emails. Four people to show up to the banquet emails. when he won. You're kind of vicious. Always... You're kind of vicious on the email. Yeah. I am vicious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm good with the words. All right. Can we talk about when Brad became before we we go and yeah. like. When Brad became sober and the whole thing, can <laughs> yes, we just do that quick? Know. You already just said like, it out loud. How many years? I haven't had a drink since the towers were still up. 
It was it was August of two thousand one. Don't make us do the math. Okay. August two thousand one. Well, last time I did. Well, what about the other not, stuff? Not, was not how many so years funny. is that? Two thousand. The election of um, that was since Pearl Harbor. He yeah, hasn't. <laughs> the election yeah. of uh, the John Kerry. Um, oh four. Bush October election. October four. A good friend of mine, my high school, my college girlfriend, uh, who knew I liked politics. I think sent sent me money. It's like if you want to go in, in the hotel room or something and watch the election returns, mm. here's the money, or you can go spend it on something else. And she's, I mean, she's up there, up there with Sal, with people I respect, and um, and that was it. I was. Uh, There's five fun bad times. Not so her. funny story, but uh, oh, good on nine eleven. Well, you, you're oh, the yeah. one who told me about nine eleven yep. because what time was it? It was like five thirty in the morning our time, right? That was after my first disappearance. So this is Brad had just gotten back. We got him back on his feet. He had been. We gone. just found me. I was gone for five days. He was gone yeah. for five days on a bed. Right. Binge. It was bad. It was bad. Gets back. Okay, I think he's okay. I get a call like, I don't know, 6, 10 in the morning. Wakes me and Melissa. I think we were engaged at the time. He's like, oh, he flew into the towers and then flying into it. And I was like, oh, all right, bro, whatever. I hang up. And Melissa's like, what, what's going on? I was like, I think Brad's on drugs again. <laughs> <laughs> Calls me back like three minutes later. He's like, are you watching this? I was like, what channel? He's like, every channel. <laughs> he screams at me. So. Yeah. There you go. And then two days later, that's September 11, 2001. <laughs> September, I call, I call Jimmy. I've only known the man two years now. Mm-hmm. Um, I called Jimmy. He, he agreed. He, he agrees to help. He's also the one who told me at that point. I didn't think I had. I could still drink. I mean, I didn't really know the rules. Yeah. Um, he's like, no, you, you can't drink anymore either. And after he said that, I never did. He also said, don't do the other thing. But I did the other thing. Yeah. So it's not yeah. like you know. So September 12th, it's me, and my father, and I think my aunt. Because I had taken the car so she couldn't get back to the airport while I was gone for five days. So I drove, we drove up, and we're like, not too many cars on the, on the five on September 12th. And we drive up to Jimmy's. And it's Jimmy, you know, helps out. And mm-hmm. we drive back. September 13th, I go into rehab for the first time. And I'm there for 90 days. And it's like one of these serious places where, like, you know, if you did something wrong, you have to wear the sign. They give you a spoon. And they put a big mirror in front of you, and you have to dig your own grave in front of a mirror for like three hours. It was a serious place. Wow. And um, and then you know, I got out ninety days later. And why is Tate laughing again? I don't, I don't Tate understand. Wasn't even, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> no, I got you. I got you that time. Yeah, that would have been it. Though. The, uh, and then uh, six days later, I, or whatever it was, I didn't last long. And All right. I well, stayed with wait, you. Though, when when you and I became good friends, though, and then around 04, yeah. so that was the election. Right. That's when you disappeared again. And then I, that was right. like, everybody's looking well, for you. That was Kim, bad. I worked at Kimmel for yeah. a period. It is that old. That's yeah. the thing with Brad. Like, you know, people are like, I, I don't know. Is he still the user? Like, yeah, you, you could tell with Brad because he's gone for 40 days. He can't come to work. <laughs> yeah. He can't come to work. Yeah, and be like, you know, yeah, it's glad happened. Yeah. I mean, I have anxieties that, you know, cause me to go a little crazy every once in a while, but right. it's, bro, I go for the record every time. Like, it's, it's, it's outside, go. Randy. It's yep. outside. 40 days. Yeah. That's yeah. What it's about. Yeah. And I would see, yeah, I'd see people and, <laughs> Hide, but I survived. I survived the gambling, and I survived the other thing. And those things are way back there. There you go. But I still do stupid shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tate's the only one who does stupid shit. If you ask me, like laughing yeah, yeah. at you. I'm gonna have to walk Tate Fancy to his car. Make sure nothing yeah. happens. Tate, Tate's got a car. Thirty-seven dollar haircut. <laughs> Thinks he's cool. 
<laughs> All right. I think we're going to wrap up. What's that, like an hour and 10 minutes? Yeah. Was it? Jeez. I would have gone more. Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> well, you know what? This story is not uh is not end over, on a downer. Let's, let's not forget no, that. Things good. are good. You Things are good. You beat everything. Yeah. I'd like to see you gamble well, more. We should, I don't we think should it mention that Brad, had, what's Brad's job at Jimmy's show now? I don't know. What's your job? What's your <laughs> um, official title? I, I, I don't know. I, I, I book human interest guests. So when Jimmy sees somebody <laughs> like, like... Well, now Tate's really laughing. Like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what, what exactly are you doing? The uh, Brad finds interesting people... And right. books them for the show. Right. He's in charge of Jimmy. Will, human most, most of the time, it's Jimmy seeing something he likes. He's like, find this person. For and instance, Chris Christie goes right. nose to nose with that Chicago Cubs fan. It's right. Brad's job to find that so, guy. So, yeah, so me and our producer, Gene and Lindsay, were on the phone with him, you know, within hours. And then Tate catches a baby from a burning building. Yeah, you got to hold the Tate. Tate. I got a feeling Tate's wrong the other way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, from what I know so far, Tate's you, not putting this Tate. This is your second interaction with Tate. Tate's not putting Tate Tate's at risk. Tate's very popular. Be Tate, careful. I'm Don't sure feed he's popular. Tate. But Tate's Don't not, feed with you know, Tate. He's not risking that haircut or those sneakers. <laughs> some burning <laughs> child. Right? I mean, come on, Tate. You're Tate. a nice guy. You take cute girls out to dinner, but you're not You're not putting Tate at risk. <laughs> I mean. You never should have said anything, What's the Tate? upside for Tate? <laughs> Cheeseburgers. I gotta go firewatch. Yeah. <laughs> firewatch. That was a good joke. Yeah, we'll see you guys. That's a good one, Randy. We could end with that, Randy. Firewatch. Come on, let, okay. let him get the last word. That's All right. nice. All yeah. right. Yeah. You know. have anything to plug, Simmons? <laughs> no. I'm just so happy to be here. It was it was, that was a fun. dream come true. It was enjoyable. It was very fun. I told we're gonna be doing our uh should I announce that we're gonna be we're gonna be doing Guess the lines again, right? Oh yeah. yeah. I mean that's not even an announcement. No, but, a, but we are gonna try to do it Sunday night, right? Or should I, maybe not. <laughs> no, we're gonna we're gonna do some Sunday nights, some okay. Mondays, depending on if there's a good game on Sunday night that we go. feel like we want to come on right after. We'll do Sunday night. Okay, we used to do that long, yeah. long ago. Brad, what do you think? What do you what do you have to promote? Um, not that I will say we used to do that too. The um, the uh, picking of the lines, we would do that when I lived with him in between in between uh, uh, relapses. Yeah. We would do that, and I would wake up every morning. We'd go we, and uh, we'd see if the DC sniper attacked anybody, and then we would do guess the lines. Brad's had a lot of experience with lines. <laughs> there you go. You should really actually write a book from one, you know. Cheeseburger. Who was the first line. person you played Guess the Lines with? I don't know. My buddy Darren, I'd, I'd play mm-hmm. in, uh, in like high school and college. He's a part of the Jenner trifecta I would do it with uh, yeah. Brad. But yeah, Darren we, is the parlay kid? He's the parlay kid. kid. Yeah. He's got five kids and coaches 17 yes, teams, exactly. but somehow it's time to mm-hmm. mix yeah, together a hot dog to contest, time. Kevin Hart slash whatever parlay. <laughs> or was that, who was that, Harry? That was Harry's stupid uh, parlay, yeah. Harry is like becoming He's, a breakout you know star. Harry. Harry's a good man. He knows Harry. Harry, Harry's, uh, Harry's a good man. <laughs> Harry and Ken, there's some tension now between them. I don't <laughs> know if you know why. Brad's had some well, problems with Ken, too. Ken's also a decent guy. <laughs> Right. Harry's totally man. outshone okay, Ken these last couple months. I think it's bothering Ken. <laughs> They're both good friends. It's, it feels a little <laughs> LeBron Kyrie-ish. I think, I think Harry's Kyrie in this scenario. And he eventually he's going to want his own team. He's going to yeah. want to get away from Ken. All right. Maybe. <laughs> Probably wants to end it. All right. That'll do it for another episode of Against the Odds. Cousin Sal, part Thank of the you. Ringer Podcast Network. If you think you're eligible for our Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame, yep. or you just want to drop us a line, sure. email at cousinsalgainstallodds at gmail.com. Tweet me at the Cousin Sal. 
watch Jimmy Kimmel Live, Kate Beckinsdale, and Robert Pattinson this week. Cool. And that's that for Brad Mulcahy. For Bill Simmons, I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Nah, nah, nah.